Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From the home of time. It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team. This is Charlton Live. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Wake up, wake up, you sleepy head, get up, get up, get out of the bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue, now I'm walking through fields of flowers. But still I listen for us and us I'm just a kid again Doing what I did again Singing a song When the red, red robin comes Bob, bob, bobbing along Towards the back post, Johnny Jackson! It's in! Yeah! Yeah! Jackson! Get it! Johnny Jackson! Scored! What a beautiful corner kick from Ajovic! <laughs> a game with a left footed towards the back post! Sorry about that. Johnny Jackson stole in with a header past Robert Green and Charlton in the 92nd minute of this game have taken a 1 0 lead! You took to me from the moment I came here. You made me one of your own. You made me feel welcome, like, like it was my club too. And, and for that, I can't thank you enough. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. Uh, my name is Louis Mendes. This is Maritime Radio, your Sunday evening here on tonight's show. We're going to look back at yesterday's superb 1-0 win over Blackburn Rovers. We're right on the brink of the playoff places. Also, of course, we're going to play homage 
to the one and only skipper, Johnny Jackson. Joining me in the studio to do just that. It's a packed house this evening here at the Valley. We've got Nathan Muller on my right. How you doing, Nathan? Living the dream, mate. Yeah, living yeah. it well. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, I was a bit nervous yesterday, <laughs> coming for sort of what, last ten minutes, but uh we pulled through again. Pulled through yeah, once pulled again. Through. Uh yeah. joining us also Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? Alright, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> hungover or No, I'm a, I'm alright, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other people I was with, maybe not so much. <laughs> but now I'm fine. Yeah. And uh Terry, you're gonna have to get nearer that microphone, but also join us is the grand Old man and Charlton Live Trace Smith. Evening, everyone. All right. You all right? I'm buzzing, yes. Yeah, and uh, looking better for, now. Looking forward to the playoff? No. No? <laughs> if, was one, if, uh, if, if my um, uh, experience yesterday on, on, on comms was anything to go by, I'm going to be in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. I, mean, that's, that's the thing, I might have to pass over. Yeah. Tom would be good. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get Talisman Tom in. I mean, we've been going through all these, like you say, this, the, the heartache and the, the potential heartbreak of, of, of the playoff race. That's just getting to it. When we get there, it's going to be horrible. And uh, mm. It's one of those things like, why, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we like football? Why can't we just go for a nice walk in the park on a Saturday afternoon instead? But that'd be boring. <laughs> uh, so as I said on tonight's show, we are going to listen back to Terry's uh, highlights with Greg of yesterday's uh, yesterday's game. We're going to hear our exclusive interview with Lee Bowyer. Um, we want to read your tweets and emails on the game. But of course, we're paying homage to to Johnny Jackson, the uh, the, the skipper after eight years uh, here as a player at the club. He's retiring, hanging up his boots at the end of the season. We uh, he got a great reception yesterday as he as he had his speech and did a lap of honour and. and whatnot uh, just a shame he couldn't get on yesterday but unfortunately um, circumstances dictated that it wasn't going to be the case but we will be paying homage to him so we want you guys to email us in your favourite Jacko memories tweet us in your favourite Jacko memories uh, anything you want to say you can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive you can head over to the Charlton Live forum there's a thread on there for tonight's show uh, Tom yesterday's game uh, it was just one of those gentle ones. Just uh, you always knew we were going to win. Surprised we didn't win by more. Yeah, I said to Terry when we arrived, "It's easy, isn't it? This League One." Um, <laughs> yeah, that was hard work. Um, it was a tough game. We it was to be expected. They're obviously on a, a mammoth run. Was it one defeat in thirty-three coming yeah, into yesterday? Crazy. But uh, same as the last two games at Shrewsbury and Portsmouth, we just defended resolutely or well, got ourselves in front, and then we're just. It, to a man, unbelievable again defensively. Um, a single out praise for Marshall and Amos in particular, but all across the park again. Um, that that display of character, uh, as I say, is stuff that we we have seen a little bit before. But since Bowyer's come in, uh, they've just been like it pretty much every game. Uh, that one dodgy week aside, and it was just such a such a solid performance. And we had to live a little dangerously. They had a couple of chances, but we stuck it out. And and surely now that's going to be enough. <laughs> Nathan, I assume mm. that when the, the fourth official uh, part of the board to show seven minutes of added time, you just went, brilliant, because I'm really enjoying this and I want to see as much of it as possible. Uh, my language is a little bit more colourful. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was a long afternoon, um, obviously being in, in the stands, but um, I think Tom alluded to it briefly. I was talking to a couple of uh, Charlton fans earlier, Robbie Bag and stuff, saying, now Marshall, I don't think... I've ever seen some like, and then he got to a stage he worked so hard he actually went through on goal, didn't he? And then fell over the ball. So I don't think his legs <laughs> could actually function anymore. But yeah, I mean, ever since the last few games, we've been putting in such a shift. Um, and yeah, you know, it wasn't our best performance. And yeah, Blackburn didn't have their full strength out, but they've got a winning mentality and they've lost one, well, two games now with thirty-four. Uh, matches so mm. it was it was a great performance and uh, you know we've said on Thursday I was a nervous wreck Thursday it was a nervous wreck Saturday morning Saturday afternoon until the full time whistle but 
like 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 Tom said, we got over the line. That's the main main thing. I mean, everyone's going on about Blackburn's good run, aren't they? But I, mm. I just looked it up. They've lost their last one out of one, so it's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Terry, Terry, I know I used to play a bit back in the day. Did you ever score with your? Some would say greatest feature. Um, probably. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, almost certainly. In fact, I think. Um, I'll uh, let you decide if that's a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have probably meant it though. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, they, you, you take them as you get them. Absolutely, don't you? he's and probably uh, now got yeah. probably the most expensive cheek in League One. <laughs> if, if we actually do manage to get, to, yeah. to, to get up, the uh, Kim Kardashian of League One, they call um, Jason Pierce. I think uh, <laughs> what you earn your luck, don't you? I yeah. mean, another thing that's basically and over the last few games uh, with well, it's more than that since since Lee Bowie's taken over. Apart from that, as Tom said, that one week where um, he he freely admits he might have got it a bit wrong, then. Um, Apart from that, we've we've really worked hard as a, as, a, as a squad, not just the eleven that's out there, the ones that come on as well. Really worked hard, and you earn your earn your right to play football sometimes. Yeah. And uh, um, that shift that um, everybody put in yesterday, especially Marshall, by the way, I thought he was our man in the match. But yeah. you know, Jason Pierce, he'd, he'd like. I think if if you had to pick out one player who would have probably put their hand up and said, right, if if you want the rest of the season to go like this. Who's up for it? Uh, Jason Pierce would be the first in the queue, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. He worked his backside off, but luckily he still had it when, when, when he scored the goal. Right, let's have a listen to the uh, the commentary highlights from Valley Pass yesterday. Uh, Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley just about keeping it together, I think is fair to say. Well, Mark Rue has got 14 goals for Blackburn this season. He's the third highest goal scorer. And as a centre-half, that's not too shabby. He's probably the leading goal scorer on the pitch at the moment. Mulgrew, and he takes the strike. It's a low one down to the left-hand side, but about two yards comfortably wide of Amos's left-hand post. It could have been one of those horrible ones there that just took a deflection Ron's foot's a goalkeeper. He didn't connect with it at all. Mulgrew. The free kick is about uh, three yards outside the penalty area to the left-hand side, about two yards, three yards inside from the left-hand edge, but halfway towards the touchline, if you can understand that positioning. Forster Kasky. It's a fizz ball in, Pierce is at the far post, palmed away by the keeper. And then chipped back in by Konza. Cleared away out to Cashy with a shot. Somebody's in! Bob Pierce! Come on! Jason Pierce! It was a sweet strike from. Come on! Back then, Cashy after the ball came out to the. Three or four yards out from the penalty area. Cashy with the strike. It's hit Jason Pierce as he's coming back. Here comes to Smallwood. Smallwood chip ball forward towards Samuels. Onside. Gets out of control. Does Costa comes across against the challenge? Did he get the ball? Well, firstly, Samuel was offside. Secondly, that's a penalty. Or that's a foul. Whether it was inside or outside the box. Figures just on the edge of the box. Konza dived in. They played offside, Charlton. A little bit laps defending. He was clearly offside. Same. There's the half-time whistle as Charlton dominate the first half here at the Valley. Out by Blackburn plans. Payne tries to get under control, tries to take the ball past P- oh. Pierce. And now Smallwood in the penalty area. Smallwood does clear the way oh, by Marshall. 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 It's great coverage defending from Lewis Page initially to block the shot. And then Marshall came all the way back and cleared. But Lewis Page got the first challenge and now he's hurt on the ground. Three players of company, can't release the ball. Now Murray Bell with the ball forward towards Armstrong in the penalty area. Armstrong reverse ball to Payne. Saved by Amos and cleared by De Silva. Well played, Jay De Silva. Still with it. Closed down by Barrow, cleared away on his first forward. Shot blocked by Pierce and Barrow comes out to Evans. Out left to Mulgrew. Further down the line to Bell. Blackbird knocking on the door. Bell's ball in. It's Payne. What a save for Amos. Comes back to Smallwood in the penalty area. Smallwood still forced out wide. Backwards to Bell. Charlton scrambling to try and clear. That is now. It's Armstrong breaking away down the uh, Charlton right hand side. It's an instant shot from uh, Graham. 
Cannons back to Armstrong, back to the edge of the box, and Travis, great defending from Charlton, but Lenehan now has it for Blackburn. A yard outside the area, into the box, and Travis being forced out wide by Pierce. Ball back across, however, and headed away by Cashy to concede the corner. All oh, hands to the pump. It was what a, a block from Pierce! Break away down that Charlton right hand side by Armstrong. Ball back into the box, found Graham. That shot was, I didn't see who blocked it, I was it trying was to pick Pierce. it out. It was Pierce threw himself in front There's of that. claims of handball, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I didn't feel confident that hit his hand. He's just, lost just got his body in the way. If that hadn't, probably looking at a one-all scoreline here. It's a corner as it is to Blackburn in front of the Jimmy Seed stand on the Charlton left-hand side. It'll be swung in. It's a dangerous one, a header off, off the crossbar! The and Reeves, Reeves the away. diving header to get it away for another corner. Unbelievable. It was, he was uh, downing with the header. There's Blackburn pile on the pressure. Oh, how's that not got it? Everyone just stood still for a minute there. Time stood still for a minute there to hit the bar. Cleared away. Upfield, it's Smallwood. Goes backwards to Bell. Bell, chip ball forward. Looking for Smallwood again. Graham comes short. Little chest control, but read by Marshall. Oh, and he's had his po pocket pick by Travis. Travis in towards the edge of Pelia. McGuinness back now. Goes out to Samuel. Great save by Ben Amos. Away to his right-hand side. It'll be picked up by Armstrong. Konza up to Reeves. Lovely little back flick to Good. Konza. Konza up to Mavadini, back flick to Konza again, oh. Konza edge of the penalty area, finds oh. Marshall to his left, back across, force the gas, saved away to the left hand side, and cleared away by Blackburn, only as far as Bauer in his own half, launches the ball forward, seven minutes of added time here, oh, seven? I thought it would be a lot. I thought, I thought maybe five or six, but <laughs> seven seems a bit extortionate for me. Seven? <laughs> it's never the easy way, though, Terry. Come on. <laughs> 50 years of supporting Charlton, my friend. Come on, well, mate. True <laughs> enough. Well, it wasn't going to be free, was it? No, Come on. Point. <laughs> well, to be fair, Lewis Page was Just down Taking it off of him, Whittingham. Oh, Whittingham comes away. Gives it to Travis. Travis back to Downing. Launches it forward. 52 minutes gone. Oh, Bauer surely fouled by Graham. He is. In the centre circle, Charlton free kick. Oh, I can't have this story. I can't take much more of it. We're, we're gone here live on Valley Pass. Welcome to our life. The seven minutes are up. We're on to added time of added time here in the Valley. Listen to that Absolute crowd. Absolute scenes here in the Valley. The cover then is screaming, they're shouting, they're up, they're on their feet. Come on, Charlton. See this out for everyone's sake. Armstrong not retreating, it's their time they're wasting as Bauer launches it forward into the corner. Let it go, everybody does, it's a throw-in deep into Blackburn territory. Everybody imploring the referee to blow. And yes, come on! Don't let three points We are heading to the last game of the season with everything in our own hands. That's exactly what we wanted. We've beaten second place Blackburn Rovers, already promoted. Backs to the wall stuff in this second half. But Charlton withstood intense pressure from promoted Blackburn and they've seen it out. And Charlton with three points go into the last game of the season knowing that a win will see him into the playoffs. The Valley crowd has been absolutely awesome here. Getting behind the Charlton players who've seen it through. And I'm going for a lie down. How was the lie down, Terry? Was it all right? Still doing it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, that was uh, that was sort of hair standing up on the back of the neck commentary there right at the end, uh, Terry. So well done for, to, to you and Greg because I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really um, sort of took me back to exactly how I was feeling at five to five yesterday because. Goodness me, seven minutes, is, I've never, I've never, isn't there some, some sort of American phrase like seven minutes in heaven? I mean, that was seven minutes in hell. It was, yeah. It was. Well, it wasn't just seven, to be fair. Yeah. I think the, the whole second half for me was, uh, I was explaining before we came on air that I don't, I get nervous a bit, but generally speaking, once I start commentating, I, I very rarely get that, get that nervous. But um, yesterday was just a different level. Mm. And uh, I knew Blackburn were going to come at us. They, they, they obviously knew the Wigan score, so they knew by, if they could beat us, there's a, there's a good chance they'll be champions. So they they really had something to go for, and they went for it, and they brought on Graham, and it just, just it was backs to the wall stuff. I mean, even though we we had the chance with Jake's uh, strike that that I thought was going in, but and I was saying there was a moment yesterday, and if anybody was listening again, I apologise, where I just forgot to commentate because <laughs> so I was so nervous about. I think uh, Conza lost the ball on the on the right hand side. Uh, in the second half and they attacked I think with Armstrong and Payne down that left and the ball came up I think it was Danny Graham shot mm. uh, and Amos said to save it and uh, I just forgot to commentate I was so anxious to see who was in the box that he could cross it to that, uh, and would we keep it out that uh, just for that sort of two minute spell I completely forgot where I was they say a lot of the time that you make your own luck um, you know when, when, when you come out of the game we sort of felt a bit lucky there so you, you make your own luck but you know, if there's one person who deserved every bit of luck he got yesterday, and the only bit of luck he really got was when the ball came off the crossbar, because everything else that came in his box he dealt with, and that was Ben Amos. What a superb performance it was uh, from from the goalkeeper. Yeah, he was unreal. And as I say, for me, Marshall was probably our, our outfield man of the match, but Amos <coughs> ran him close. And a lot of the saves, obviously, sitting up in the, in the north lower, they were up the other end. But having seen the highlights back today, you realise just what a shift he put in. I mean... Two or three of those at the time, I assumed that they were they were going in, and then when you see him again on the highlights, obviously you know that they haven't. But still, to see those saves, they were they were unbelievable. And obviously, for a lone player, they still want to come and they want to perform and, and everything. But you know, we've had lone players here before that, that perhaps don't quite they're not so interested or they don't get it. Um, but you know, him, De Silva, even Mavadidi when he's come on, you know, those guys they they understand what it means. They're excited. They're they're playing in a team that's bang in form and, and in the hunt for the playoffs. So, yeah, it was just a, a brilliant performance from him. And uh, I feel like we've come a long way since the start of the season when we had this goalkeeper that you know had been on been on loan at Cardiff last season, and we heard a few rumours it was a bit <laughs> dodgy, and then he let in a bit of a, a soft goal away at Plymouth that he, he might have felt he could have done better with, and perhaps a few of us were worried. Mm. But I mean, any, any of us who who were worried at that time have, have been shut up now. Yeah, they? and I remember we spoke to him after Bradford away when we won one nil, <laughs> and I, I just can't remember exactly when in the season that was, but the way he came across then, it seemed like there was a little change, and it was around that time where he went, as you say, from this nervous goalkeeper we'd had at the start who we were a bit unsure of. And I remember us being very critical of him early in the season to just growing and growing and growing into the shirt. And him and the back four seem to have a really good understanding. He commands his box well. He makes important saves at the right times. And he's kept us in games this season. Mm. Now, uh, the the, the rumour going around before before <laughs> Team News was announced yesterday, Nath, mm. uh, in here, was uh, was that Bradley Dack was out. And that, obviously that turned out to be true. Now, you know, someone who scored a, 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 a very impressive total from midfield this season, you know, we know how good a player he is, uh, coupled with the fact that Danny Graham was only on the bench as well. I mean, that was that was probably 30-plus <coughs> goals they've taken out of their starting lineup, Blackburn. So when you hear that, mm. so all of a sudden you think, well, we've got half a chance here, haven't we? Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about on um, Thursday, weren't we, saying that we Jake might have to play a little bit more of a disciplined role just to try and screen 
uh, the back four with Kashi uh, for Dak and um, so they seem to be quite they used to play when they got the ball in the mid they used to they play the aggressive ball forward to into the feet to that I think it was Jack Payne in the end I only realised that weren't playing until halfway through but um <laughs> Because <laughs> they look the same, but um, yeah, no, it was a mass, massive um, boost for us. Um, but you know, as I said earlier, that you know, we've, they still had players who played in the Premiership, and it was a, it was a nice little, nice little boost for us. But mm-hmm. we still, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you, can't you? But um, I think we've done all right first half. But as you, you know, I think as Te- as Tell and Tom said, second half um, they were going to come out. They had to, and they couldn't have got any worse. So. Mm. But I think we stood up to them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we cope with cope with all of them really. And in terms team. of in terms of our team news, obviously Marshall coming in for Fossu, who was injured. I mean, that was something that I mean, we we've discussed it whether it should be Kaiko. I don't know what's going on with Kaiko. Was was he even on the bench yesterday? No, he weren't. No, I think so. so um, mm, so but I was quite glad to see Marshall come in. And yesterday, he sort of put in the, the sort of performance that we knew we'd need and very hard working. You know, bit and he's still an outlet with the ball, not as good as Fossu. We I'm sure I'm mm. sure we can we can say that. But he's still an outlet on the ball, running with it a couple of times, you know, his his end product's not as good as Fossu. But he, I thought he played really well yesterday and his work rate was superb. Yeah. And as I say, for me it's between him and Amos the man of the match. He um he's someone who I I struggled to get behind in the early part of the season. I didn't really see what he offered us. Um he came with this <laughs> glowing reputation from Bradford um, and, and I just didn't really see it um, and now the the longer he's gone on he's improved a huge amount um, the defensive cover is just outstanding um, I'm sure as fans we'd like him to get more assists and a few more goals and maybe next year he will but yeah the work he does defensively and when look, they did make changes but they're still Blackburn they're still on that run um, we were going to have to put a defensive shift in and he's exactly the sort of player we needed and, and he did it yeah and we spoke to him yesterday after the game actually didn't we tell and he's uh, so that, that those interviews are going to come out in the South London press tomorrow if, if Richard Corley pulls his finger out and types it <laughs> but, um, but he, just, just one thing he mentioned was that the fact that because um, I, I sort of asked him you know you had your heartache in the playoffs last season he was, he was at Bradford lost to Millwall and he, he sort of mentioned oh actually I've uh, I've had three heartaches in the playoffs, all of all them to Millwall. against Millwall. So I asked him if that's why he signed for us because we <laughs> hate Millwall here, and he's like, "Yep," which is which is good to see. Now the way the way the game started, fair, I mean, I thought the first five minutes or so we were really in their faces. Then it, it sort of lulled, and there wasn't really any chances. I mean, Blackburn looked good in possession, but we were pressing them. Us in possession, maybe slightly rushed at times, just trying to find the the, the final ball. But they, you weren't exactly thinking, right? We're going to be overrun here at all. No, I, th- I actually think it was quite an even game generally um, until that, that sort of latter part of the second half when they really pummeled us but um, I think uh, we had our uh, we had our moments without really creating a lot and I think you know when you consider that um, probably our most creative player was out with, in Tariq um, and I didn't have a real problem with that because um, I've seen Mark Marshall battle like that and uh, uh, and I think we've missed uh, that cover on the right hand side especially because we haven't had an actual right back so more important than we have that right defensive cover and Mark Marshall offers that mm. in, in spades so I just think um, I wasn't as unhappy as long as Marshall played and he did mm. um, I'd have been a bit more worried had um, someone like Kai Kai plays not simply because I don't think he's played well at all uh, or maybe in 10 minute spells but um, because of that defensive um, stuff that Marshall gives us, and and we were always going to need that against a side like Blackburn, mm. always. Yeah, and they had the, the, I mean, they had the first sort of half chance was that they had that free kick, didn't they? Sort of twenty five yards out, and upstairs Charlie Moore grew, and you're thinking, what's <laughs> a central defender stepping up to take a free mm. kick? And then you see he scored fourteen goals already this mm. season. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's that's a, a handy total to to add, and, and and he put the free kick wide. But then you know we we started, you know we were making forays forward, getting into dangerous positions, and we win this free kick. 
uh, on the uh, sort of uh, on the left hand side in line with the edge of the box and Forster Kasky is getting ready to, to wind it up now this would be a good one for a Charlton related what happens next because I mean it's not too I can't I mean, I mean I'll put it out there to the listeners when was the last time one of our players scored with his bum well, you Maybe should. Frank Newell. You Possibly should have Newell before. It, it must be. He must have scored. He must have scored at least ten a season with it, with his <laughs> yeah. backside. Yeah. I, mean, I just wonder if Frank Newell scored with his bum at Dagenham and Redbridge, or if I made that up or not. But he, he um, possibly. But I mean, the, the way the goal came is persistence in the box. You know, Charlton putting the ball back in, Cashy buying a ticket to the lottery. Mm. Uh, I'd, like, I'd, I'd like to know because I'd, I haven't seen a, a, a good enough camera angle yet from. Mm. But anybody who was in the covered end, uh, from behind the goal, of uh, looking down the, the, the mm. sort of the line of it, was it on target? No, 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 no way. So it, was a, it was another shank, like you see later yeah. in the game. The club put out their all angles GoPro stuff earlier, which I'm a big fan of. And uh, yeah, I think Cashy Shaw was probably going just wide. But I mean, Pierce, he knew what he was doing. He knew that. Yeah. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he knew what was coming. He, he, uh, his arse had been waiting for this moment well, for years. <laughs> and, uh, I think, and, and, he, and he obviously adjusted his body so he hit the um, hit his left cheek. Because obviously, if it was right cheek, he would have gone straight back somewhere mm. else. So yeah. he, Good he technique. Exactly yeah, you don't see Messi doing that. I'm not sure I'd want to see him practicing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people talk about squeaky bum time, don't they? But that one—that was—that uh, was—that was just excellent, <laughs> just excellent uh, stuff. Um, so, so we take the lead. You know, like I said, we, we take our bit of luck because we haven't had it, haven't had much of it throughout the the campaign, have we? No, not really. And um, yeah, like you said earlier, we make our own luck. We uh, we we've still put in a hell of a performance. I was just looking at the stats. Then we had one shot, and it was and it was that or one shot on target, and it was that one. But possession stats, we had more possession than them. Which, considering second half, it felt like they had about ninety five percent possession. Means actually, in that first half, we played really well. Um, my mate who came down yesterday is a Blackburn fan, uh, and a load of our mates came who are neither Charlton or Blackburn, and they just said the the standard of the game on the whole wasn't great. But I think that that worked in our favour. I think if it had been fast flowing football. Without Fosu, I think they probably would have had the edge on us. And you saw that when they did manage to break away a couple of times in the second half. Mm. But we sort of brought it down a level, made it hard for them, got in their faces, like you said, for the first five minutes and, and made it into more of a scrappy game. And, and it worked in our favour and, and obviously we, we come out winners. Yeah, we worked a treat, particularly in that first half, where there's very, very little of note mm. uh, after the goal. Though I did, I did very much enjoy Lewis Page deciding to try and slide in on the goalkeeper. <laughs> did, did you ever, did you ever, ever used to play FIFA when you think, oh, I just want to get yeah. the, get a man sent off? You'd, yeah. always get, you'd always get a red card for doing a sliding challenge on the goalkeeper. And Lewis Page, you know, t- took himself back to his teenage years when he used to play a bit of FIFA and, and went for that. I, I genuinely was expecting a straight red card because it's so ingrained in my mind that if you slide tackle, yeah. slide I was just trying to turn it on, off and on again. <laughs> uh, but other, other than that, I, I, genuinely, I don't think I've seen many. I mean, I was more playing around with my Excel spreadsheet, trying to trying to work out the permutations after uh, you know Scunthorpe went up and, and Plymouth went down a, a goal in, in, in their respective games. Now, the only other real moment was I think it was Amari Bell going through. Uh, looked a little bit offside, but I haven't seen it back. But es- Esri Con- now Esri Conza, mm. my initial reaction was, oh, he's going to get sent off here because that looked like that a bad challenge. Well. But um, it flag- I mean, the flag stayed down, the referee's whistle didn't blow. Mm. So, I mean, are we happy that it was a good challenge? Well, uh, well, first, yeah, yeah. First, well, first <laughs> off, I mean, I was literally spitting feathers because he just stood there, stopped, and put his hand up, and I thought, right, he's on, he's on through on goal now, and he's going to score, and I'm going to be very, very upset. But it, to be fair, he did make. I thought it was a good tackle. 
from where I sit, but I haven't seen it back. I thought he did win the ball. I wouldn't say it was a clean tackle. But no, I, I, I agree with you. He got he, he got to the ball. Yeah. But from where he was through coming from, went, you can't. Yeah, he, had, side, he, yeah. he had no other option but to go through the back of the yeah. to get to it. You're not allowed to do that. You just no. can't. You, you, you can you can come in from the side possibly, mm. but from the angle I had, it looked like he just went straight through the back of him. Mm. Uh, I thought he was nailed on offside. I mean, he was a good yard offside uh. at least. And so um, I think. Uh, if if there is such a thing as justice, that we got it, mm. but I still think that was that was a foul. I, I, I'm not sure it was inside the box, but it was definitely no, yeah. it was on the edge. Yeah, mm. I, just, I just wonder if um, the referee's initial reaction was, I think that's offside, and therefore if I now send the player off, that you know, I know they're not allowed, they're not supposed to think like that. But I always wonder if that's just at the back of his mind. I mean, a lot of people actually said I thought the referee was really good yesterday. Yeah, he was. In, yeah. In, said that in the most. Um, uh, he let the game flow as much as he could. Obviously, obviously, we tried to turn it into a bit of a niggly game. Didn't you know? Get out the FIFA manual when there is page leading on, on the goalkeeper. So we get to half time. Um, again, we're all sitting there, permutations, because Plymouth are losing at this point. And we're thinking, like, Plymouth haven't played well recently, so we're thinking that's going to be that. But mm. we, know, we know what happened uh, in, in the second half of their game. Now, the start of the second half, I think we saw. Uh, Blackburn almost immediately came out the, of the blocks and Smallwood bursting through one on one. This is where Lewis Page unfortunately got injured. He burst through one on one. He saw, I don't know if he was shooting or trying to square it because it ended up going to the left of, uh, or to the, yeah, to Amos's left. I think it was Marshall was back there, was it, to, to hack it away? Yeah. And, um, but at the same time, Lewis Page got injured. So obviously disappointing for Lewis, um, the, the world's unluckiest footballer. <laughs> uh, but I, I, that, that sort of just laid down the marker from Blackburn. So like, we're, we're not messing around in this second half. Yeah. And, uh- and like we all said, we knew they were going to come out and play better. I spent the whole 15 minutes trying to work out how I'd prevent a heart attack in that second half. And then that first five minutes, I was like, right, this isn't working. I might just have to leave. Um, but yeah, firstly, obviously on Lewis Page, it's absolutely gutting. And, and he's come back in and done such a brilliant job. So hopefully it's not too serious. Um, I've seen him tweet to say he thinks he's going to be all right. So so that's good. But yeah, I mean, when it starts like that, and, and I said to Nath off air, after about five minutes, I just assumed they were going to score and I just wanted them to just get it done rather than having to go through this agonising chance after chance after chance and we concede in the 91st minute mm. can't they just score early on and we go back to one all and get on with it but they kept missing and they kept missing and the longer it goes on the, the grey your hair goes and it's just oh, it, was, it was awful Yeah, that's how, he used, that's how I mean, Terry's obviously seen a few 91st minutes <laughs> <laughs> I mean the, 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 it was you were just waiting for it to go back to the good old days and I, I don't know Lee Bowie even said it in my interview yesterday saying like a month ago, two months ago, they would have conceded late mm. on. And, he's, and just talking about the change in mentality there. Um, uh, the, the, so, I mean, we knew they were coming out. And then Ben Amos made two, I think it was two saves mm. within the space of not not too long from pain, wasn't it? The first one where the board had been sort of played backwards to him and, and, and a sliding one and, and Amos kept it out. And then barely a minute later, a low cross, pain at the near post. And that was a superb save, that second one, wasn't it? Yeah, that, I think that one I've seen back, the one where he, he sort of hit it up with his wrist. Um, and Thomas saying off air, you know, to save it is one thing, but get to distance on that ball from a wrist, it was a amazing save. Did they, did they hit the bar as well? Or am I, yeah, that's uh, later. That's later oh, on. Right. Yeah, the, but you yeah, know, but again, we you know we've obviously gave Ben a load of plaudits, and if you if you think back to the last few weeks, especially in the clean sheets, how many times has he he had a bit of a shaky start, but how many points has he really won us, um, and how many big saves he's come out? He, he turned up trumps again yesterday, and. Um, obviously, I think he got the ma- the official man of match, didn't he? I think. 
um, Ben Amos. Oh, did he? Did he, oh, did he oh, get I've the official one? So yeah, so I think he got the official one, but um, yeah, you wouldn't take it past him. But he's been, yeah, he was superb mm. again yesterday. Yeah, so half an hour left to play, and there's a double sub, and so they're bringing on Danny Graham, who himself has got, I think, 17 goals this season. And then you're thinking, right, you know. They're they're not throwing in the towel just yet. That they, you know, I think Wigan were probably losing to Wimbledon at the time, or perhaps mm. just levelled up. So, you know, they they were going to go for it. And I mean, I mean, we had a couple of chances on the break. I think Marshall won us a corner, uh, the one that McGuinness sort of got a header on, but didn't really mm. have any any power on it. Um, uh, but other than that, I mean, you're still. You know, there was just one point about 20 minutes left where I was just watching Forster Kasky again in the middle of the park. Now we were trying to keep our shape, but at the same time hold him a little bit higher up the pitch. And Marshall was uh, to to Jake Forster Kasky's left, about 20 yards deeper than he needed to be. And Forster Kasky was barking at him, like get into position, you know, because Marshall, you know, Marshall was working hard. He was probably knackered at the same time, <laughs> though. But uh, Forster Kasky sort of pulled, uh, pulled him up, got him into position, and then you know we're still going, we're still going. And then they win that corner, 13 minutes left and it comes over I'm, I'm still not entirely certain who actually won the header uh, possibly Payne I think it was for, for, for Blackburn but it's hit the crossbar off the line I was saying in, in terms of deserving luck Amos did deserve that luck and you know Reeves did really well to, to sweep it up as well yeah yeah and again it was just another chance that you just I was just expecting it to go in but you say about Forster Kasky like dragging Marshall forward and, and every time when a corner was going in at that end and it was getting cleared the whole of the North Stand would, would just screaming at them to come out as well but that defensive solidity is something we've seen over the last few weeks I mean we've kept a clean sheet away at Portsmouth we've kept a clean sheet away at Shrewsbury we've kept a clean sheet at home to Blackburn three teams in the top what six seven places I know Portsmouth have dropped off a little bit that's not just luck and yeah we had to ride our luck a little bit at times in all three of those games but the defensive uh, discipline and and when I say defensive I don't just mean those back four either I mean for, for every single person in the team to, to have that and to have that from a rookie manager and a rookie assistant manager or coach is so impressive and those players deserve such a huge amount of credit for being able to do that and mm. yeah we did ride our luck with that shot off the bar but um, you know every as I say every single one that, that missed it was a, a step closer to, to the final whistle yeah I think Nave mentioned the save from, from Amos earlier uh, earlier on in the show where, where Samuel had that sort of angled drive and he got mm. I don't even know his, his forearm to mm. it like just made his arm yeah. as strong as possible locked it away and got enough power on it uh, to, to push it wide and that was a brilliant save and we, near, we nearly killed it off with about five minutes left as well I mean, it was that superb run from Konza with the 1-2s <laughs> I mean you just wishing Konza sort of fancied himself yeah. there but left footed drive from the edge of the box he didn't but in the end it came back to Jake and I thought for all the world especially from where we were sitting tell, it looked like for all the world that that was going to go in didn't it? Well, I was right behind it and it was it was going in and it was a great save from the keeper and actually when you look at the stats and they say only one shot on target yeah. um, that can't be right because no. uh, that Jake shot was definitely going in the, yeah. the left hand corner no question about it and a super save from uh, well, unless, uh, I mean, I mean does, uh, does Jason Pierce's arse count as a shot I mean just oh, hit yeah. him and went in because Cashier's shot was going wide oh I don't know yeah, that's a good point yeah, no, so it must do, must it? they have only said it was one shot though at all so yeah, that's it. One shot, yeah, one on they've target. They claimed it was only one shot at all. So that can't be right. Can yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows? I'm not a statistician. It doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, can't even say statistician. That's <laughs> not what one. Um, uh, so seven minutes of added time comes up. Terry's like, yeah, I can take it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but again, we see it out. And, uh, you know, we, we, we get to the, to the final whistle. Just the worst news. I just with Plymouth winning it late on, though. Greg's just tweeted in saying... Uh, uh, Rotherham gifted Plymouth the win as they would rather play them than have to face us in the playoffs. They're, they're right, running yeah. scared, running scared. They all are. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad uh, point that Greg. But yeah, we hold on. You know, huge relief when that final whistle goes. Um, 
like I say, slightly tapered by the fact that, that, that Plymouth got that late win. But, that's but to be fair, though, we would have expected Plymouth to win that game mm. before it, I think, um, because they had to win it. And so you'd sort of expect it. And, and uh, to keep it in our own hands, we had to win. And mm. uh, I, I don't think too many of us thought it was possible necessarily. Mm. Just, or, just, uh, just a shame that we, we didn't grab that second goal, especially with that force to cast, because that would have meant that Jacko would have come on as well. Good but, point. Yeah, yeah, good point well made. But uh, n- never mind. Right, so uh, final whistle goes. You, you're all looking at the table, Nath. I mean, have you got your abacus out trying to work out some permutations? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we've said that, you know, if Scully win... Uh, we only need a draw, I think, at Watchdale. But I, you know, I'm with Bose in a way. You win, but you win both games during the playoffs, and then you just beat you. You know, you play whoever has been put in front of you. So, but the only difficult thing is that Rochdale gave away gave away their result yesterday again, which means it's put the Predators there back in the bottom four now, mm. aren't they? So but they're they can gonna, still avoid, I mean, if, yeah, if, uh, if, if them and Oldham, isn't it? If Oldham lose, mm. and uh, both of us only need a point, yeah, just saying, just do, just, just tippy tappy, out there. Yeah, I think it was at Huddersfield v Barnsley a few years mm. ago. They both needed, I think, to stay in the championship, or it must be the championship. Uh, played out the last ten minutes, just literally, just like and you know, chatting about meat pies in the centre circle. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was embarrassing, but you know, I'm up for a bit of that if we need to do it. I <laughs> think Bose will. Do you think Bose would be like? No, that? I don't. I don't, I don't do you know think Bose would go for the juggler, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think. I think. I he don't would, think it's yeah. in his nature not to. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's uh, that, that's why we. Uh, we like what we've seen so far from Lee Bayer. And in fact, I think it's time we probably heard from him as well because uh, Lee Bayer, obviously delighted uh, after yesterday's win, came in to speak to Terry uh, here in the Charlton Live studio. Don't forget, if you want to have your say uh, on tonight's show, plenty of tweets and emails are coming so far. You can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. We're talking about yesterday's game. And of course, we're going to be talking about Johnny Jackson later on in the show as well. This is what Lee Bayer had to say when he came in to speak to Terry after yesterday's win. Joined by Lee Bowyer after another pulsating afternoon at the Valley and a uh, couple of questions, Lee. First, how are your nerves? Uh, yeah. Like the rest of us, shot? Our oh, nerves are good. Um, you can always use them positively, nerves. Obviously, if it was under a bit of pressure at the end, but that's always going to happen. You're playing against a team that's just finished second in the league with good players. Um, so there's, there's going to be times when they have a bit of possession and, and they're going to put balls in the box but again we've got another clean sheet and and I'm proud of my players yet again the way they all stood up and was counted as men again and they're together and some fight and, and, it, and then we get the ball down and play it was a perfect performance yeah we had a bit of luck at times the goal bit of luck and then I think they hit the bar but there's been times that we've had no luck this season and it, and it evens itself out, I think. So, um, but for me, they deserve that luck for the for the work rate they've put in since since I've been in charge. This I can't fault them, you know. Does that all work in? Uh, <coughs> excuse me, my voice has gone. Does that all work in uh, in in our favour in terms of the feeling around the, the camp, the, the bit of luck that we've got, as you say, off the bar? And but not just that is that bodies being thrown on, in front of balls and and everybody just just rolling their sleeves up and getting dug in. Yeah, and that's what you've got to do. You have to do that every game. That's a must every game. You, you, you have to fight for every ball. You have to compete for every ball. Because if we do that, then we'll win a lot of uh, most games. Because we've got players that can play. We've got our back four can all play. You've got Esri can play. Pagey, Piercy, Pat, little Jay the Silver that's just come on. Anthony Dick Steele. Harry Lennon, like, they're all comfortable on the ball. They can all play football. So we don't just lump it forward, we play. We've got midfielders that can play, all different types of players. 
So we are the full package, and I've just told the players that. I said, listen, like I'm proud of you again. I'm standing in. I'm proud to be working with every single one of you. For what you're giving me out there, I can't ask for no more. I said, and I'm telling you now, you go and win Saturday, there's not a team that will want to play us in the playoffs. Not a team. So, And uh, that belief that uh, seems to have come back into the place since, uh, since you took over, um, it, uh, you know, from a fan's perspective looking, at, looking in, it, it just makes the, the heart feel good that uh, you see players giving their all as, the, as they have done. And is there a concern, though, that, um, uh, that there is going to be a, a sort of brick wall at some point because of the, the level of, of, of commitment and, and, uh, and passion and, and uh, covering every single blade of grass is there for everybody to see? And I suppose I'm just being a negative pessimistic Tom fan uh, yeah. you've already seen the brick wall was scumful that was the brick wall and and that was partly my fault because I should have freshened it up but I think I owed it to the players because they'd gone four unbeaten obviously lost against Wimbledon so I thought well I'll get a reaction after the Wimbledon game but I didn't they was tired um, but since then what we've won three from three so, and now we've got Saturday, Saturday, so there's no midweek game. So now they're going to rest again like they did last week and and, I, and I'm sure you'll get to see the same work rate that you've just seen there. For example, when you was at Portsmouth, did you, it was the same then. So when you have Saturday, Saturday, you've got time to recover, the players to recover. Then they can give you that every week. But unfortunately, it's not the case when you go Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So for what they've done against... Scunthorpe and then went to uh, Shrewsbury sorry and then went to Portsmouth the Tuesday Saturday quick turnaround it was immense what they give us on the Saturday so um, yeah they've just done the same again and, and they will recover for, for next Saturday um, for sure and a fuller valley, uh, not least to uh, to say uh, potentially, although not yet, uh, goodbye to Johnny Jackson because uh, we might have one more. Yeah. Um, it uh, it must have felt great to to see the valley rocking like that again. Yeah. Um, I have to thank the fans, you know, like, uh, I think after the last game I said, like, please just come and, and support the lads and get behind them, and, and they need it, and they did. And the fans, they did not stop singing again, same as last week at, at Portsmouth, and and you can sell, tell, like, you've got players that are tired out there, Mark Marshall tired, but you are singing and singing and singing, then he will go more, he will go the extra five yards, ten yards. So... Again, I can only just thank them um, for their turnout today, and and, and then I'm hoping that we uh, we get another one. We had the skipper on a, on on the bench, which was great to see. Uh, was there just some small tempt- temptation to stick him on instead of Joe Reba at the end, or or does the manager in you just have to take over? No, no, we had a discussion beforehand. Um, Jacko is struggling with with his Achilles, but we tried to. I said to him like. If we couple up, two up, then yeah, for sure, put him on. He deserves it, you know. To do eight years at a club, there's not many players that are doing that now. So he deserves everything he got today. So I would love to have put him on, but he can't really move as freely as he probably could if he was wasn't fit. So it was too risky. Otherwise, we'd have put him on. It would have been perfect for the perfect day. Like the atmosphere, the place was bouncing. It, it, it was great, like just a perfect day, really. And uh, we have to have a word towards the end now. Uh, well, first, uh, my second question was going to be um, how lucky is Jason Pierce's backside uh, <laughs> for have to be in the way for that deflection? 
Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't go on a diet, should he? <laughs> um, no. But again, like, he deserved that, you know, because, it, who was it? Um, Bristol Rovers. He was unlucky. Like, it was an, an innocent mistake. Mm-hmm. So, that little bit of unfortunate luck that we had at Bristol Rovers, he just got repaid. So, it's someone... But there were a couple of times, actually, um, well, not more than a couple, actually, a few times in the game, where uh, the odd unfortunate slip could have cost us, but the... the Levels of, uh, of intensity for players to get back and cover was just uh, immense. And, and do you know what that is? That's that's a togetherness and that's a, a fight and, and everybody wanting the same reward. And every time we step into that dressing room, every time we step onto the training pitch, we're all in the same place. And and for me to to see everything and and everyone, the whole club is in in a good place at the moment, and and that makes me so happy. Long way that continue, of course. And we ought to, before we uh, finish, Bo, just ask about uh, Lewis Page. Do we know the extent? Uh, I mean, probably the luckiest man on the planet. The yeah. <laughs> when he came off, Jacko said, you wouldn't want to be sitting next to him on an aeroplane, <laughs> would you? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, he's unlucky, Page. He's like, what can I say? I, I don't know the extent, but basically he's got a big gash above his knee. So obviously, like when he's gone to block the shot, it's, someone else has done the same. It's just cool. It, it's, it's just unlucky. So it's, it's it's actually a cut rather than... It's a cut, any, yeah. Okay. Well, but it's a bad one. Okay. So I, I think something to do with the bone, you can see the bone Ooh. or something. So it's not a good one. But he's just unlucky. He's, what can I say? I feel so sorry for him because he's not played much football since he's been at the club and, and he had a run of games and then I've just stuck with him like, like go, like just go, keep going. And So I feel, I feel really sorry for him but he'll be back again soon and... And well, you must be pleased going into the last game of the season. It's in our hands, as, as you've always wanted it to be. Yeah. Uh, win against um, uh, Rochdale, and uh, depending on what happens Tuesday, of course, but uh, a win would uh, would almost certainly put us there or thereabouts into the playoffs. So you must be delighted with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, like from when I first took over, I said the most important thing is to get the playoffs. And obviously, a lot of people didn't think that that would happen, but we've we've fought and hung in there and showed it to Gavinus and we're it's in our hands and we can't ask for no more so I'm sure we'll be ready for Saturday and and, and, and they're putting our bodies on the line again well they will late bloomers tend to have more curiosity they tend to have more resilience there are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men what if everything we've been taught is just all wrong what's worth more than this fear right now and that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being listen to deeply personal insightful and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers listen and subscribe to the unmistakable creative wherever you get your podcasts hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I 
Uh, it's been faked on by uh, McGuinness. Yes! yes! And it's in! And out of nothing, Charlton are ahead. It was a long ball forward by Ben Amos, flicked on by Josh McGuinness. But Jose was away and left-footed. Out came Luke McGee. And McGuinness, uh, Jose slotted it past him into the open net. And as you say, a cagey start. I thought either team would be happy going in at nil-nil. But out of nothing, Charlton have taken the lead, Terry. So welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Mm-hmm. On your Sunday evening in a packed studio here at the Valley, we've got Nathan Miller, Talisman, Tom and Terry Smith. Uh, and myself, Louis Mendes, looking back at yesterday's fantastic 1-0 win over Blackburn Rovers here that puts us right on the precipice of uh, of uh, being in the playoffs. But we're not, we're not there yet, but we could be effectively there on Tuesday, but without actually being there on Tuesday. I mean, it's all very simple, just keep up. Um, but yeah, we just heard there from Lee Bowyer. Uh, chatting to you, Terry, in good spirits, made a uh, made a couple of jokes, Co- it? yeah, a couple yeah. of crackers, yeah. uh, which uh, which sometimes are unexpected. Yeah. Uh, but the one about Lewis Page was uh, <laughs> yeah. was funny. Yeah, um, and yeah, he's, um, he's he's every right to be buoyant, isn't he? I mean, you'd never normally tell with uh, mm. Lee Bowie; he doesn't normally show his emotions uh, too readily. But well, uh, you, you, you know, he, he said from the outset, and he didn't. A lot of people went, "Yeah, really?" When he said, "No, you know, playoffs, and uh, mm. that's what that's what uh, with the talent we've got, that's what I expect." Uh, and we've gone on what is it? Um, uh, six wins, uh, one draw, and three uh, and two losses. So uh, that didn't look likely before he took over at yeah. all. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, you you mentioned there when when he first joined and started saying. No, we're definitely going to be in the playoffs, even though we're five points shy. Everyone was sort of going, well, I'm not too sure about that. Now I'm starting to believe him when he says there's not a team that we won't beat over two legs. There's not a team who want to play us, according to Lee Bowyer. And you can see why with the, the, the run that we're on at the moment. Well, I think also when you consider that we've uh, we've played just played Shrewsbury, we've played uh, and beaten Plymouth. Um, and uh, teams like Rotherham and, and Scunthorpe, who, um, who beat us, are now looking at us thinking, well, they're a different side. Yeah, we beat Rotherham, didn't we? Uh, Scunthorpe's the only team that's beat us. So. I thought Rotherham beat us at their place. No, 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 no we won't. No, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking somebody else. In, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but they'll all be looking at us and the form we're in and the, and the reports coming out thinking, uh, we don't fancy them. We'd rather not. Mm. You know, we'd rather be playing somebody else. Yeah, and uh, you can certainly see that. I mean, um, it, it was interesting, actually. I just retweeted one of Richard's um, stories, uh, an interview with Nikki Jose that he put out during, during the week because I, I only, only read it myself this morning. Um, but as, uh, he was asked about some of the key differences between Carl Robinson and and Lee Bayer was Nicky Jose. A couple of things he, he sort of said, you know, there's no favourites now, which of course you know Jose is very much frozen out under uh, under Robinson. Mm. And if Jose feels it's because he wasn't one of the favourites, I mean, that's an interesting comment. Uh, he also says that, <laughs> and I mean, we could all point this out, but he says that Lee Bayer talks a lot less and makes things a lot simpler. Uh, than than Carl Robinson did. Now I pointed out a couple of weeks ago. You know, even with injuries, you know, when when Carl would come in with a full medical history for the last five years, Lee comes in and said he's hurt his leg. I mean, is, is that sort of thing? Tactics seem a lot simpler. You know, rotating players who aren't playing well. It's all it's all that sort of stuff. And it it, it seems we've almost gone back to a little bit back to basics a little bit. And uh, you know, Jose also said that Lee's much more of a one on one man manager as well. Yeah, yeah, I think he's completely right. He's just gone back to basics, and basics doesn't mean that. He hasn't got the tactical nous to to do the job or anything like that. It's just about keeping things simple. He's got players in their right positions. He he changed the formation when the the formation we were playing previously clearly didn't work, and he's given people simple instructions. And I go back to that Wimbledon game, which okay, we we lost that game, but because as away fans you stand so close, you can see what he says to them during the game, and and they're very basic things. And it's just making sure that players do their job, know what their job is, and then carry it out. And uh. 
like we just said off air there, the confidence that he's managed to breed through that squad it, it is so, so strong now. And it, you get the feeling that they don't really know how to lose a game at the moment. Mm. And like I say yesterday, OK, we rode our luck at times, but it didn't go in. Now, part of that's luck, but part of that's down to their hard work as well. And uh, yeah, he's just built a, a fantastic atmosphere. And he said it then, the club is in a good place at the moment. And that's despite the fact that, that the owner's still the owner. But we're not talking about that. We're yeah. talking about what's happening on the pitch. And that's all down to him and his players. I mean, if you think about, Nathan, like the last few weeks of Carl's uh, <coughs> tenure, where there was a lot of excuses about, you know, the takeovers dragging on, players don't know about their future. I mean, we, I mean that's still exactly the same. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not that's not being portrayed in the performances on the pitch at all now, is it? No, and we said, we said it at the time. Yeah, it could, you know, some people can uh, use it as an excuse, but they're, they're a bunch of footballers, they're professionals, and, you know, and I think Mad said it on one of the Love Sports shows where, um, at the end of the day, they've yeah, they might be out of contract, but they're, they've got to put in a performance, A, to either get a new contract here or find a, a contract elsewhere. So... There's no, you know, I can't see any of them sulking about and stuff. And obviously, proof is in the pudding that, um, which I said on Twitter yesterday, it shows what if you all put a shift in mm. and all you'll work together and believe in yourselves. Which I think Tom said a number of times on this show that if we had the swagger that we do now earlier in the season, we might not be caught, you know, be chasing the playoffs now. We should be a lot higher. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's great. And like I said, it's just a nice, it's just refreshing just to see the change. Because um, I mean, you look back to the beginning of March. I would have laughed at it if you said we would be in a position now because we were sort of miles away, wouldn't we? Mm. But, yeah, it's been lovely. I mean, Terry, do, do you think that the way that, that Bay has sort of settled into to the role that he's getting more comfortable in it and thinking, you know, because we've asked him a few times now about whether he'd be thinking about doing this full-time and he's still very non-committal after the, the Portsmouth game last week. But do you think, you know, that, that the further he gets into it and the further he's doing well, he might he might just be thinking, well, you know, I'd love to have a, a swing at this at, think, at the start of next season. I think I remember him saying that the very first time I spoke to him, uh, that uh, let's wait and see... Um, where we finish and uh, whether or not this is just a flash in the pan or where he might not himself. I think he also doesn't know whether he'll enjoy it himself because it is, uh, I'm sure it is quite a pressured uh, role compared to what he was doing before. You know, everything is about uh, his decisions and, and, he'll, and he'll fail or succeed on those decisions. So, uh, but he seems, as the way he played, he attacks management and, and you know he's attacking it with uh, with everything he's got and he's he's um, prepared to change things up he, you know and he freshly he freely admits rather sorry that uh, the two games we lost was because he didn't do that even though he felt he should but he, he wanted to be um he wanted to give the players that got them there the chance to uh, to a carry on winning and then b try and redeem themselves when they lost against women so um he he, he admits now that that was a must a mistake, probably a mistake by him, and that's why we didn't win him. So, you know, he's he's learning on the job, I suppose, as well. Mm. Um, but it's, I think it's just his, his character as well. I think uh, when players look at him and uh, he tells them straight uh, what what he expects, what they're doing wrong, and what they've got to do right. And I think he said, I don't think it was this week, it might have been last week, where he says, you know, that effort, that commitment is the minimum I expect. I see Nathan's just got swept up in the uh, momentum yeah. of the show because he's just tweeted he's just booked his uh, train to Rochdale and, and, and the hotel as well. Uh, oh, where, where are you staying? Where are you staying? The same one you text me. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I bet that ain't even the one, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, we're not even going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in some dingy B and B like we did in Bristol. <laughs> 
excellent stuff, Nathan. That means you can come out. You know it's George Jones's birthday. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. We're all doing that. Are you have there as well, Charles? Oh, oh yes. Okay. Oh, excellent, excellent. The Guinness stuff. is flowing. <laughs> right. Uh, great to hear. Like I say from Lee Bowyer. Then uh, did mention that uh, uh, as per uh, what Johnny Jackson said when Lewis Page was coming off that you know Lewis Page is so unlucky you don't want to get onto an aeroplane and see you sat in the seat next to him, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, probably a fair point. Right. Uh, let's have a look at the tweets and don't forget if you want to have your say on yesterday's game and of course uh, the legend that is Johnny Jackson because we're going to be paying a homage to him later on in the show you can email studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive uh, Freddie Wells yesterday tweeted he said he got slightly starstruck when he spotted some of the Charlton Live crew at the Valley today I wish, I wonder which one he's talking about it's got to be Nath no no is it? I reckon I reckon so I'm, I'm, star, I'm starstruck was it you? Every... did he say hello to you? didn't say hello did he no. say hello did you? No, no, oh no. Liberty tell us Liberty. where you were yeah I reckon uh, <laughs> was he in the tree with binoculars yeah, yeah every, time, no, every, every time I see Nathan because <laughs> scary yeah, that's every, why he didn't yeah. come and say hello that yeah. was me by the way every time I see Nathan I get a little bit starstruck so yeah <laughs> I reckon, I reckon that's who it was. Right, Peter White uh, says it's a crucial win and just the final hurdle to overcome now before the playoffs. Agree uh, with Lee Bowyer that no one will fancy us being mm. the form mm. team. It's, it's just interesting. It's a, just a final hurdle to overcome now because I mean, obviously we're all, we're all going to be glued to the TV. Although Lee Bowyer won't be on, on Tuesday watching this Scunthorpe versus Plymouth game. Now, you know, if we talk about permutations, so. Terry was chatting off air saying like well it depends how greedy we want to be if we want to finish 5th or 6th now I don't care about whether we finish 5th or 6th I'll take them all on I don't care who we play in the semi-final I've got to play someone so I just want to be in the playoffs and I'd, I'd, I'd probably rather enjoy my day on the way up to Rochdale rather than have a heart attack on the way there so I just want a comfortable Scunthorpe win if, if Scunthorpe win 2-0 Plymouth will be what 6 or 7 goals behind us and 3 points behind us and we'd have to have a spectacular collapse and they'd have to have a very big win on the, on the final day so I mean I mean Peter White's talking about the final hurdle there. I mean, say it does go to the last day, I and mean, if Plymouth win, there's a chance we might have to win at Rochdale, and they and they will have possibly to get a result to stay up. So uh, that that's the sort of uh, annoyance I could do without, really. Yeah, uh, and I think for me, I I do want to finish fifth. I want to play Rotherham rather than Shrewsbury. So so it does matter. But you're right. At the end of the day, if we get there and, and we play Shrewsbury, I'm not going to complain. The important thing is that we get there. Um, like you, I'd take a Scunthorpe win probably because it, it eases the pressure a little bit. But Bowyer's got a, and I think he said it in the interview there, just he's just going to ignore it, focus on us. Because if we win next week, then it doesn't matter anyway. So he's just got to focus on that. Make sure the team's focus on that as well. I'm sure they're going to have half an eye on the game on Tuesday night. But uh, you're right, no one's going to want to play us. And, and it goes for Rochdale on Saturday as well as whoever we get should we make the playoffs. We're we're that team at the moment. We're the team that are in form, and yeah, we have got those two defeats, but they they stand out as as anomalies really. Because aside from that, we've just been unbelievable, and mm. uh, yeah, no one's going to want to play us. Uh, Stephen tweeted in saying, "I didn't think we bossed the game, but we really put in a shift a hundred percent from everybody, including the covered end, and we haven't even mentioned the covered end and the whole ground yesterday. Mm. I mean, uh, it's something I haven't seen for a long while. When we got to about a minute or two of normal time left, and I turned to my left." everyone who could in the covered end was on their feet and mm. I just don't see that these days yeah. just willing them home and, and what a job they did all, all around the ground the atmosphere was absolutely superb other than that one bloke who didn't like McGuinness behind you Terry oh, mate I don't know I mean I don't know where he came from but um, he spent the whole game and, and if you were listening to commentary you'd have picked up on it mm. just slagging off every single Charlton player especially McGuinness I mean it, he's, uh, McGuinness obviously <laughs> can't play something uh, McGuinness obviously well, kicked, I know it's kicked his away cat from at some point so. but uh, um, yeah no uh, 
Yeah, pretty much every single time. I mean, the only one who got away with it, possibly, was Foster Cassie. I think he's the only one I didn't hear him. Uh, <laughs> Everybody else, he was having a pop at. It was quite bizarre. Yeah, I just wonder if he might have been a Millwall fan. He's decided there was to... A quite, yeah, there was quite a few people with normal tickets didn't know where they were going yesterday. Yeah. In the North Lower, anyway. But that was yeah. Ramo, wasn't it? We were in the yeah, North Lower. Oh, the, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd love to have seen... I, I mean, obviously, we're right in the middle of it, mm. and it sounds incredible. Where you guys are up in the press box, I'd love to just see it and hear it. Because there's great. a video that was going around... I think someone put on Twitter yesterday it was absolutely blind. Like I say, my mates were in the Blackburn end and they said the, the, it was the. Because they've been to see Charlton a few times, obviously, with me being a fan, they said it was the loudest it's been yeah. for ages. Absolutely ages. Yeah, so absolutely, it was absolutely brilliant. This place, this place is like, and Matt Broad sums it up here actually. He said it felt like the old valley, a good mm. buzz around the ground, all topped off by another good performance. Amos played a blinder, but man of the match for me was Marshall. Best game I've ever seen him play uh, this season was all over the pitch and saved us at the back as well. Great show, lads. Cheers for that. Uh, Matt, yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned Marshall, I mean, it's just, just all over the place. And I, I always look forward to when, when Marshall comes into a press conference after because he's such a genuine bloke as well uh, and, and a real nice chat to have a chat with. But, I mean, he did his talking on the pitch yesterday as well. And I thought, like I say, you know, th- that's what we know he does do. You know, he, he doesn't always have the final product or perhaps the ability that, that Fosu's And we, he's got the ability. I saw him doing it last season for, for Bradford. He has got that ability, but perhaps hasn't hit the, quite the heights that he should have. But he makes up for it in work rate. And this is Charlton Athletic. You make up for any downfall in work rate, then you'll be fine. Yeah, 100%. And I said it earlier in the show, I think we'd we'd all like to see a little bit more from him in an attacking sense. And when you're up against Tariq Fosu and, and for large parts of the season, Ricky Holmes, we've got wingers there that we're used to seeing get forward, take players on, score goals. He hasn't done that. Um, and I'm sure he'll be the first to admit that as well, because as you say, he's a very honest open sort of player and I think he'll know that he could do more going mm. forward but but the work he puts in you can't understate that because he, he kept us in he's kept us in games time and time again and and as Terry said earlier particularly when we've got different people coming in at right back whether it's Jick Steele or Konza it's not someone who's been there for years like Chris Solly it's just so so necessary uh, and not every player can do it you know even on the other side I mean Ben Reeves worked hard yesterday but he he doesn't offer the same cover Ricky didn't used to offer the same cover Tariq maybe a little bit more but but Marshall was just unreal yesterday Mm. Uh, Robert Wagcom what is our confirmed allocation for Rochdale Uh, if it's 730 they must almost uh, all be gone can we get more now I mean if you've been to Rochdale before we get given the other, the side of the ground opposite to where the the press are and I mean no one else sits in that stand so if we wanted that whole stand they give it to they'll us they'll give it to us yeah I think it'll depend on how the sales go this mm. week so I think we get an initial allocation and if we're looking close to selling out then we can get another one and then if that looks to selling out then we get the whole in the whole side mm. so but I do know there there are difficulties in getting back because of the uh, the time of the kickoff yeah oh yeah exactly well as uh, as um. Uh, Nathan has sort of mentioned there's no trains back so everyone's got to stay at my specific hotel apparently <laughs> in your room yeah. Is that, yeah isn't that where everyone's staying then yeah, I hope not <laughs> well, no I just put to a random hotel oh right I thought that's where everyone was staying no everyone's just staying all over the place no we're staying, oh, right. we're staying yeah. at a good one Oh, I uh, four stars. Four stars. Yeah, I was got a spa on it and everything. Yeah, I'm a jacuzzi. How much did you? You're not coming in that with me, now. How much did you? Um, how much did you pay for your? Ho- the hotel was ninety nine quid. Ah, sixty seven. And then my train was seventy eight quid. So it's two hundred pounds spent in about three minutes. <laughs> I think that's a record. Yeah, that'd be annoying when we lose five nil. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I was just thinking, I haven't even got a match ticket yet. Because you'd be horrible. <laughs> I'm just standing in Manchester Piccadilly for about six hours. <laughs> uh, Garmy says, as tweeted us showing footage, showing the Charlton Live team celebrating at the final whistle and a message for miserable Mo Ray, and it's a gif of us dancing, well, it's not us, but uh, some lads <laughs> dancing around, it says, deal with it. Will Bollen, 
Uh, I'm sure we all know what's coming here. Also, all of you in the studio know the words by now. All together, keep, keep the faith. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob that out. I know it's London in it gazes out. Yeah, it? well, guess who's up next? London in it gazes. Uh, Rob out. Yeah, no, it's a special mention from Mark Marshall yesterday. Uh, he was everywhere, chased, harried, he tackled, people slate him, but he's proper Charlton for me. P.S. We wouldn't have won that under Carl Robinson. No, he didn't really say that. He didn't really say that. <laughs> I think he did say on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, he probably would have. Now, Brian, Brian said, I had to ask the fourth official to confirm the seven minutes three times as I thought he must have got that wrong because Brian Cole had to announce it. I've always wondered. So, saying the fourth official is going to show seven minutes and he shows it on the board, but Brian goes, three minutes? I mean, surely, peer pressure, they'd only play three minutes. You would hope. No. <laughs> no, okay, well, it's just a thought. Oh, I mean, I, actually, um, once I'd sort of thought about it, um, we had all six subs, so that's, what, three minutes, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Pagey was down for a and, while. Uh, Pagey must have been down yeah. for a good three or four. So mm. it, uh, when I thought back at the time, I thought, you're having a laugh, but when I thought about it back uh, afterwards, I thought, actually, it's probably about right. Yeah. Uh, right, Martin says, thought the midfield four were phenomenal yesterday. Their work rate, especially Reeves and Marshall, was unreal. Paddy and Pierce were excellent, and Blackburn back four were worked hard by Josh and a Jose too. He says, agree with tell Marshall was the man of the match. I mean, we haven't really mentioned just how solid we're looking now. Uh, we, we, I mean, it was we talked about a lot about Jason Pierce, but I thought Patrick Bauer yesterday, and now and I remember at the I think it was the start. It must have been the start of this season. They went to Ireland, didn't they? The start of this season, and there was one of the they, they stuck a couple of the games up on YouTube, and we were playing some like pub team or something, and, and Bauer made a bit of a mistake, and I, and I think I tweeted at the time saying like he does make mistakes, Bauer, but he's really cut the majority of those out this season. I think the only one I can remember is the, uh, the the goal at Wimbledon where it was a slip rather than a mistake. But I think he's been much improved this season. And especially now he's get, got this little partnership with, with Piercy together. You know, they've looked really solid. I mean, no goals conceded in three and what two goals conceded in five. I think, I think I'd like, like to see these stats, but I think every other centre-half plays better with Pierce alongside him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know the stats, I've got no idea, but I, I just seem to remember Konza playing better alongside uh, Jason Pierce. I remember Naby Sarr. Playing better, do you know what I mean? So there's a common denominator here. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, Martin said that Marshall was the man in the match. Paul said he can't see past Amos, myself, and then the two centre halves after that. Now, Paul Griffiths tweeted in yesterday was yet another simply amazing performance by the entire team and the entire crowd. The reason we managed to win that was because of everyone. The lads gave everything. Was still singing Lee Bowyer's Red and White Army all the way down the A3. Going back to Portsmouth, uh, Paul would have been obviously. After last week's defeat for Pompey against us, they went up to Bury yesterday, already relegated, and they lost 1-0. And if you see the goal they conceded, it's just one of those ones that, as a goalkeeper, basically the goalkeeper had the ball at his feet, thought, I'm going to take it around this guy. And the guy went, nope, and just dunked it in. Very, very enjoyable. And that's why they're not in the playoffs, because they're not as good as us. Uh, right, Martin, uh, uh, Martin, uh, sort of, so then, then saying with Paul, no one could argue with that about Amos's uh, said, but he felt that Marshall was better defensively and offensively Jimmy Seed uh, we had two shots on target the JFK JFK uh, that's what he's put the JFC one near the end that bought a good save from the keeper being the second but now that's why I'm saying I don't think our goal possibly doesn't count as a shot on target does a deflection count as a shot on target good point I don't know. yeah nobody knows um, so, <laughs> uh, so, so we don't know right um uh, London Eagles and no one to make signings alright talking about the future of the club no one to make signings sort out the contracts off the pitch a shambles all the good work done by Bayer could end up for nothing I mean amazing if we get up in, into the championship next season but we're still under Roland you know 
any amount of time into the summer because most people would be planning for next year already. You know, you have a list of players for the championship and mm. a list of players for League One. Uh, then it could very much be a very difficult season next season. Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, if, if that's the case. I'm just trying not to think about that because if we get to Wembley, we want to enjoy it, irrespective of what's going to happen next year. We, let's just live for, live for now and enjoy now. And if we get up, it'll be such a remarkable achievement. Uh, yeah, there's going to then be a hell of a lot of work. And the club is, as I said earlier, the club has still got, currently got that owner. There are a lot of issues going on behind the scenes, but let's just ride the wave of the victories and what we're seeing on the pitch at the moment and we'll deal with that as and when it happens I think yeah Dan said buzzing from yesterday hangover's finally gone love the commentary Terry uh, we have to make the playoffs now surely last game of the season finally finished on a high for once Wembley 2018 is our time appreciate that by yeah. the way yeah thank you yeah and uh, and then he says great finish at the end of the season we will surely go and beat Rochdale and make the playoffs my only worry is that players contracts running out uh, loans going back we have nothing to rebuild with currently uh, no funds and that's exactly what uh, Mike was uh, responding to uh, yes, yeah, so Michael said uh, we even had a decent ref yesterday. Everything uh, fell into place, and I think you can count the amount of times that's happened this season on one hand. But yeah, yeah I thought we, I thought we looked a, a, a decent referee yesterday. Right, quick break. We'll get on to the emails, and then don't forget at the end of the show we are paying homage to Johnny Jackson. Uh, we want to hear your your favourite memories of the skipper. He's been here for eight years, two hundred and seventy eight appearances, fifty five goals over that time. So let us know your favourite Johnny Jackson memory. Studio at charltonlive.co.uk, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live or head over to the Charlton Live forum. Dennis is fed in, lovely touch, goes around his player, chips across the box, Jackson, oh yes, what a goal by Johnny Jackson, arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. You may notice we're now a, a one member of the team, Dal Nathan, who a few moments ago booked his hotel for the Rochdale game, has just realised he's booked it for tonight. And so, he's, so he's on his way because he's getting his money's worth. <laughs> so that's why he's now left the studio to try and get his £99 back, uh, which is £33 more, or £23 more than I spent anyway, and uh, he's booked it for tonight. One more on. It's going to be a fun trip. Yeah. <laughs> right, BFF on the Charlton Live I'm really impressed with Lee Bowyer, sensible clear management down to earth everything you can you can say about Bo you can't say about Nathan <laughs> uh, sensible clear management down to earth honest encouraging players to put in effort and commitment press conferences you look uh, to listen to a breath of fresh air so it's a great positive show really good listeners enjoying it cheers for that uh, VFF I'm glad you are it's very easy to be positive when we're about to get promoted mm. uh, <laughs> uh, CHG very obvious uh, I was talking about Jacko we'll save that for, for later on then because we will be talking about uh, Jacko right, a couple of DMs came in as well uh, great win today says Phil uh, he sent it yesterday the back forward magnificent Amos is a must sign for next season at long last Marshall looks a real player if the new owners were watching on uh, Lee Bowyer must be given the job if he wants it lastly the fans run real get some flags in the upper north for next season a proper Bundesliga atmosphere uh, cheers for that Phil for the DM and Lawrence uh, says first game back at the Valley in a long time I took my seat in the North Upper with the intention of seeing a hard fought draw and saying goodbye to my favourite player JJ however I found myself swept up in the feeling of my old Charlton Athletic under Lee Bayer we've become a team proud to wear the shirt and we'll fight for everything shown by my man of the match Mark Marshall all I've ever wanted from any Charlton team was effort something which I saw lots of yesterday we worked so hard as a team and defensively looked sound with a little help from Pierce's right 
right butt cheek, we came out victorious uh, in a match where both teams probably didn't shine the brightest. I think, uh, barring a major slice of misfortune, we are in the playoffs. I trust Lee Bowyer will equip uh, his team well, and we will do everything we can to secure a Wembley victory 20 years on from that famous victory that we all love to remember. As for Cholton, I've fallen back in love with the club, and I will be back next season as a regular home and away as my job will allow. Please prepare for my season ticket application. That's great to see, Lawrence. I mean, if, if it could just all yeah. all fall into place at the same time, there's so much potential in this club to rebuild again because Lee Bowyer over the last few weeks has brought a crowd back hasn't he he's brought the fans he's brought the belief back now we know there's plenty of people out there who won't come back until Roland's gone but I mean hopefully I think yeah and I, th- I think yesterday you got to also understand that it was helped by the fact that uh, people came to say goodbye to Jack uh, from a playing point of view so I think that uh, assisted in, in the numbers that were there in the first place but as as the last um uh, last tweet was it that mentioned about uh, came to say goodbye to Jacko, but actually got all swept up in the in the fact that we were winning and playing really well and commitment was there and uh, I think that's something that um, I think a lot of Charlton fans uh, have seen missing uh, in in previous years. You know that, but obviously in the first in the early years of the current owners' tenure, we had players who were just um, well mercenaries for want of a better word, just come, coming over for a paycheck uh, and not really committed to the cause. And you, you certainly can't say that about the uh, the group of players we've got out there now. Right, let's have a look at some emails. Samuel Spong's the first one, says, Hope again. The spirit of the players on Saturday was something I haven't seen since the days of Chrissy Power, regardless of how this season ends. Uh, this is my first summer at Charlton where a massive overhaul of the squad isn't needed, an overhaul which Roland never did. It feels like the club are back. I, actually, I had to actually queue to get into the ground for once, which hasn't happened in a long time, and the covered end was packed. We've got a formula uh, of success now, so bring on next season, whichever league we're in. All right, Nath, how's he, how are you getting on? Did you sort it out? <laughs> well, yeah, I cancelled it. Yeah. And then if I wanted to change it to Saturday, it's 170 quid. Oh, so now <laughs> um, what are you going to do? Uh, probably stay in a homeless shelter or something. <laughs> Although I'll have to do a premiere in after the show. What a numpty. Sorry, boys. <laughs> That's all right, it was quite funny. Uh, right, Mark, <laughs> Mark Cox says that yesterday's phenomenal win has to go down as the best of the season and arguably the best for several years, taking into account both the opposition and the importance of the match with Scunny and Plymouth breathing down our neck. Surely a playoff spot uh, will now be deservedly ours, but whatever happens, Lee Bowyer should be roundly applaud- applauded for putting pride back into the club, just as Chris Powell did when he took over several years ago. Roland, on the other hand, deserves no credit whatsoever, as it was a total fluke that Lee Bowyer ended up in charge at the 11th hour. Fantastic send-off for JJ, one of Chris's men uh, too. Let's hope he can end his playing career with promotion to the championship. The team is finally playing with bands of passion again, and so now anything is possible. Come on, you Reds. Chris Davins says, We're on our way. Performance of the season for me. Had to dig deep on the defensive for the whole of the second half. Backs to the wall. Proper Cholton. And we pulled through every player, put in a shift. The atmosphere was brilliant. Just a pity it takes until the 92nd minute for the East and West stands uh, to join in. If Robinson was still in charge, we'd have lost 2-1. Uh, <laughs> Boya has the lads. Boya has the lads playing in the Boya way. Get stuck in chase. Every lost cause give everything. Post match in the Oak was bonkers, singing and chanting till 10 p.m. It's a real positive feel about the place. The one shame is that we matched Blackburn throughout, uh, despite injuries, which proves our small squad etc. was nonsense, and we should be in the top two and not the top six. People diss me, but I said that Roland was bad news from day one. I said Ro- uh, Robinson was a bad appointment, and that Kai Kai is bad news. I'm not Tradamus me. We are going up, 
Uh, he says, P.S. The Oak is the pub to be in on match day, singing, chanting proper chaos. Now, um, that Kai Kai thing just reminded me of something I, told, I mentioned you yesterday, Till. So, my other half aim is a teacher uh, in Beckenham, so uh, quite, actually quite near Palace's training ground, her, her school. Um, so they, they get in PE teachers. Must be a tough gig. Yeah, I know. Yeah, especially they have to do the football in the community. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and they get they get in. So they get in PE teachers from the local area. So it's not just isn't they're not people who work at the school. They go around and coach different schools. So there's this one lad uh, who came in and know, knows that Amy's a Charlton fan and said, "Oh, uh, Amy said uh, came out and said, oh, how are Charlton doing?" And Amy said, "Oh, she's doing pretty well." And then she went, "Oh, how's um how's Silly Kai Kai getting on?" And Amy went, "Oh, you rubbish. Don't like him." And this guy went, oh, he's one of my mates. No, oops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> right, Mark Newbury. Uh, ooh, evening, chaps. Can I unclench yet? Yeah, depends what you're doing, Mark. Um, that was a terrific game, except for a good 20 minutes in the second half when we were under the caution. It got a bit hairy. And if not for some amazing saves and hard work in defence, uh, we would be going into the last game hoping for help. But it's in our own hands, and that's all you can ask for. I thought the crowd did our bit with a great noise level, and I think it did help the boys. Marshy player of the first half and Amos definitely player of the second half but it was a fitting tribute to Jacko as they all show grit determination heart and spirit the attributes are skipper personified uh, agree with Bowie that no one will fancy playing us even Scunny though they've beaten us twice this season I don't think that we will make the same mistakes again right excellent stuff um I think we're going to have a quick break here because uh, the last 15 minutes of the show is going to be dedicated to a very special man and I think you know who that man is. Johnny Jackson! Is it? Johnny Jackson! Charlton Live. There we go. We just heard one of his uh, most infamous moments in the red and white Charlton Athletic. That was his late winner against QPR back in 2014, uh, you know, when Charlton were in all sorts of trouble uh, down the bottom of the championship. And, um, I mean, uh, I think in the programme yesterday, they defined that as possibly his career... Like they, they said that was possibly his career-defining moment in a Charlton shirt because it sort of summed up everything that, that Johnny Jackson's about for, for me, you know. I mean, I mean, but at the same time, a lot, a lot of people, we make out a lot about hard work, determination, passion, doing it for the shirt. I mean, that's what Jacko's about. But people forget that he's a bloody good player as well. And if you look at the quality he showed in those two free kicks, for example, against both the Sheffield clubs, I mean, you know, he, he wasn't just, he wasn't just like a, you know, a passion and a hard work and grit and determination. He's been a great player for us over these last eight years. Yeah, and I remember, I remember when he first came in, he played left back, didn't he? Um... And he's played all over that. He played, and then we he had that. We had that season. Obviously, when we went up, we had that uh, relationship with Royce. Um, and he seems to have played all over. But yeah, he might his, need to clear that up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, true. Actually, working just thought that. Yeah, yeah, working well, colleagues. Only a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, and you know, like you say, Louis, he's he's won us so many points in. You know, and we, I was watching the goal montage on the big screen yesterday, and he scored so many important goals. Um, penalties and you know free kicks like you say against the Sheffield clubs the QPR one was my favourite and he, yeah he's just uh, he just epitomised the club and he's just grown grown in it and he said about Chris Powell giving him the the captain's armband instead of Matt Taylor I think it was at the time and he's obviously just gone strength to strength and I can only envisage him being here for well for, for, for a fair few yeah for a fair few years and 
he's, he's, I'm glad that we've actually got someone that we can relate to because he's seen it all with us. You know, he's mm. had the good times, but we've had quite a lot of bad times as well. Yeah, Mark Tweedin saying, if it's a special man, don't let Tom uh, talk, otherwise it's 15 minutes of Freddie Overstair. Which is for the best. Now, I mean, so, I mean, we're talking about plenty of, well, a handful of excellent players throughout the years. I mean, obviously, we were plenty of players who, you know, great players, great and you know footballers, and, and as, as we're saying, Jacko certainly earned, earned that reputation with some, you know, some of the performances he's put in over the years. Some like say those, those free kick goals in particular show that he wasn't just a, a you know, he's a craftsman as well. He's an excellent footballer. Now, not everyone will get the reputation that Jacko gets because it's not only about being a great footballer and a, you know someone who gives it their all on the pitch. Because uh, your relationship between the fans and the player, uh, and particularly when you think of all the crap that's gone on over here over the last four years. Um, but to, to be the sort of man that Johnny Jackson's been off the pitch. Now, you know, those of us who do this sort of stuff, we're lucky that we get to interact with him. We know what he's like to deal with. And you, you think of the way he deals with any, any supporters or people who've, you know, Charlton fans who's gone through a tough time. How many stories have you heard of Charlton fans who's gone, going through a bit of a tough time, illness or whatever, and Jacko's there doing something for him, you know, giving him a signed shirt, going to speak to him, going to visit people in hospital, that sort of stuff. Or, or whether it is just, you know, buying beers on the train home. I mean, my, my, my friend Martin Flynn, loves telling the story of when he was on the, the train back from Rochdale uh, a few years ago and, and <laughs> I think Jacko was on the phone to Five Live at the time on 606 and, uh, <laughs> and uh, if, if people found out he was buying beers and everyone then suddenly descended on like the, the, uh, the uh, refreshments carriage but you know he's, the, the way he interacts with, with Charlton fans and people around the club and you know his man management surely of the players as well everyone no one has a bad word about Johnny Jackson and, that, and that's what makes him more than just the player he was on the pitch yeah, he he just gets it. He completely gets it. It's uh, it's very difficult. I don't really know what to say. Partly because it's all been said before, and partly because I don't think there are. I, I just can't find the right words. It's it one of them things. Like when you're when you're a football fan, you obviously you have that relationship with your club for life. But there are very few players that you're going to have that with, especially these days. And, you know, I think about the relationships I have at work or, or family. There aren't many of them that last as long as the relationship with, with him. And it's very difficult. Yesterday was, was difficult to to see him hang his boots up. And, yeah, the stuff off the pitch uh, is why everyone refers to him as skipper. Because he's not just the captain of the team. He's the captain of the club. And you do. You feel like you know him. And, yeah, we do get to interact with him slightly more than than your standard average football fan but at the same time I almost feel like they know him just as well as we do because of everything that he does it's he's just the the perfect captain that there's nothing nothing bad I can say about him and yeah I just like Naif just hope he's here for for many years to come but yeah, there's just nothing bad about him. Everything on and off the pitch is just phenomenal. Terry, in particular, you you, you have a very good relationship with Jacko because because uh, of doing your interviews with the club. Now I remember um, uh, when we got relegated from the uh, the Championship up at Bolton, and that was one of the loneliest interviews we've ever done. It's just you, me, and Jacko. <laughs> And I, I didn't ask a question because I couldn't. I was I was not in a, in a good state of mind. But just to see um, close up how disappointed Jacko was that we'd gone down that day in particular, and that's when it really hit home. Uh, how much he cares about the club. There's been a few instances like that, and and um, you know Tom was absolutely right. A lot of people have said a lot of lovely things, and and most of the stuff we'd only just be repeating because um, he has that connection with every single Charlton fan, and and that's the the measure of the man and the mark of the man is that uh, everybody thinks uh, as Jacko as a friend, not just as a, a club captain, and and that's 
the impact he's had here. Uh, and it's not just, you know, when he arrived, um, well, back in 2010, wasn't it? Um, he, he was cover for Grant Basie, I think, when he got injured um, yeah. initially. Uh, and then we brought him back in full time. And Chris Powell um, has done very few things wrong uh, in connection with Charlton. And uh, so if, uh, if he trusted him to be a captain, you know it was, uh, there was a reason mm. for it. And he's proved it handsomely ever since. And, you know, yes, we had the good times. And, and uh, you know, him lifting the championship trophy under, under Chris Powell and, and we were on a, on a crest of a wave. Uh, but what I think has made Johnny Jackson at Charlton is the, his reaction and his still affinity for the fans through the tough times. Um, and... There's been a few cases, and and I probably can't. I haven't got time to read them all out, because other people want to want to get in. It's and it's you know it's their show, and they should. But um, the, the one occasion when we got absolutely tonked by um, Watford away, five nil, I think it was, mm-hmm. just before Guy Luzon, yeah. uh, who shouldn't have been in the country, and he walked past behind the camera as we were doing the interview. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, he he came out to me at that point, and uh, and he said, you know, I see this as my club. Uh, and it wasn't just about the loss of that that particular loss. It was the whole chaos that was going around the club at the time uh, and behind the scenes. Uh, and he just came out and he and he and he gave us a hug. I, I, me and Pete Finch were there, and uh, and he just gave us a hand and said, "You know, it's bad for me, and I feel terrible with what's going on, and and I still see this as my club, but I know this is your club, uh, and and I feel for you guys." And and that immediately, real you realise then that he gets it and he mm. gets us. Yeah, and there's been loads of instances ever since. And, and on a personal level, just quickly before everybody else gets in, is that um, within a very short space of time of me doing this, and I, it almost coincides with him being coming to the club as well, doing this sort of thing, is that there are only two people uh, that have been associated with this club in terms of management and players. They all know know who I am, and they all shake my hand and they all say hello. But only two people have actually gone out of their way to know my name. Mm. Chris Powell's one and Johnny Jackson's the other. And, and I'm not just talking about eventually over like a period of two years. I mean immediately. He made a point of knowing, of asking who I was and what my name was and, and same with Pete Finch. So um, that shows a mark of respect uh, that you can't teach. Mm. I only learned your name a few weeks ago. Well, and, you st- and you still call me other stuff. <laughs> Plenty of stuff, especially <laughs> behind your back. Right, James Madison, uh, I asked for you, for everyone's favourite memories of, of Jack, and we're going to be here all night with these because there's so many good ones. Oh, actually, just before that, I've just retweeted from the Charlton Live account something we put out yesterday as well. Now, there won't be many people who, who would have known Jacko better than Joe Marden. That's his cousin. Uh, he's quite a well-known Arsenal fan on Twitter, actually, his cousin. Um, Jacko's obviously an Arsenal fan as well. Obviously, they've grown up together. But um, Joe contacted me yesterday morning. He, he wanted to publish something about Jacko. That's his cousin. He's grown up with all these years. And, and uh, about about his relationship with Jacko throughout his career and how he always knew uh, that, that Johnny was going to be the, the sort of player he is and how he sort of saw his relationship with Charlton fans and you know just to quite go like Joe said he gets it Johnny gets it uh, Charlton fans love Johnny the feeling is mutual he gets it and uh, that says it all for her but you, you must read that from, from the Charlton live account that's, that's Jacko's cousin uh, like I say not many people would, would, would know him better than that now um, James Madison saying I think as a parting gesture the club should allow the skipper to keep the people's trophy as he was never defeated in that great competition <laughs> There was always that rumour that someone dropped that and broke it, which would be gutting because it's one of our few bits of silverware that we've ever won. <laughs> uh, right, so favourite memories. I mean, uh, Martin, in the away end at Millwall, Sheffield, uh, free kicks, uh, QPR last minute and all of his knee slides uh, as well. I mean, because I, I was sort of uh, thinking, I was, I was looking at the programme yesterday and saying like, you know, they, they listed every single goal he'd ever scored. So 55, he got all together. Um, 
Now, I was his last ever goal for us was if it, if it stays this way was against Scunthorpe last season. Now, it was a jacko time to score because I think we hadn't won in eight and we were teetering on the edge of getting really sucked into a, a, a battle to stay in League One. Desperately needed a win. Who steps up? Johnny Jackson. He's always done that uh, throughout his career. You think of the amount of times he's scored Cardiff. You know, Bolton, I think he scored against them when we were 2 down. All the, all the amount of times he's done stuff like that uh, for, for us, which is just, oh, it's just incredible, isn't it? He's, he's, <laughs> he's non-stop, isn't it? Right, uh, Chris said 2-0 uh, uh, down against Fulham, I think. Another one. I've forgotten about this one. Jacko came on as a sub. The team raised their claim. The whole place lifted. He scored and we drew 2-2. He scored with his first touch. He'd been on the pitch for about seven no, seconds. Yeah, that was us. Yeah, uh, we we got a point. Didn't really save us from relegation that one. But Pete <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finch says the QPR goal from a selfish point of view. It really put the commentary on the map. Uh, he did so much to ease the way forward for us. So to speak to players on Charlton Live, whenever we had a player in Jacko, would slip in some corking questions. Jacko is more than special. Um, Amy, my half says uh, back in September 2014, I lived in Norwich amongst all their fans. So Jacko's goal at Carrow Road. Uh, will always be a, a favourite of mine, and you can't, you can't overlook that one. When dude, I'm fairly confident we got battered for about 86 minutes in that game, and then uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I remember commentating on that, and the locals weren't friendly <laughs> at all. Yeah, well, I have people from Norwich are very dodgy. I found. Um, I hope she's still listening. <laughs> uh, right, Sebo says uh, too many fantastic Jacko memories uh, to to pick a favourite moment. I'll just ask you guys in the studio. Actually, I'll just get the rest of the month. Uh, your yeah, favourite QPR. I think my one was yeah. just because just yeah, because it was just went mental and there was just limbs everywhere. But yeah, now it's my one. Yeah, uh, Ipswich away on my birthday for me. Oh, of course, yeah, that was one. a good one. Yeah, yeah. New Year's New Year's Day, of course. Yeah. Um, him being completely off his face at one of the player of the year dues <laughs> you're going to have to narrow it down that could have been I'm trying to know I think it was the second one we'd ever done and yeah. he was completely off his trolley it was I funny I remember listening to the interview <laughs> it was brilliant yeah uh, Finch you said also in the title winning year uh, Jacko telling me that he owned Sheffield and there's nothing <laughs> nothing uh, untrue about that one um, Matthias says I'm loving the show tonight great win on Saturday my favourite Johnny Jackson moment was the free kick up at Hillsborough instead of see us up at uh, Rochdale on uh, uh, on Saturday Sebo said actually uh, the generous gesture of a refund after the Huddersfield uh, 5-0 defeat yeah, you'll remember that when we lost 5-0 at Huddersfield he went on to uh, to offer uh, to pay all the, uh, the the fans back which he, he sorted out right I've got some emails as well uh, on Jacko Dan Haynes uh in fact, he's talking about next season for the club captain, suggesting that Solly has been a great servant and uh, one of our own. He's a good pro. Uh, so that's a suggestion. But then again, he's sort of saying that Jason Pierce as well, perhaps. Now, Tom Cross uh, saying, for me, it has to be the two free kicks against Sheffield and all the crucial goals he scored during that title-winning season, not to mention his goals in our first season back in the championship. Uh Right, and on the uh, the message board, CHG said, very obvious one, but the Watford away, uh, JJ knee slide in front of the Addicts fans on New Year's Day. We were all going mental, and I remember that moment with a massive smile on my face. And that was another one. That was a 4-3 win where I think we'd had a little bit of a tough run, hadn't mm. we? And we got into Watford, who had been a bit of a bogey side for us for a little while. Uh, and they were a very good team at that, that time as well. And that absolute to-and-fro game, and we ended up winning... Uh, by four goals to three, right? So I mean, we'll, we'll pay homage to Jacko again next week at the Player of the Year dinner because I think we'll probably get a chance to sit down and talk to him. But you know, what a servant for the club, and it's such a shame to see him hanging up his boots. But I'm really excited about what comes next as well now because if um you listen to his speech now, his speech in front of um 
uh, that the covered end after the game. Now, sometimes you get a speech after the game, and you know, there's many like Jose Riga, for example. You know, all, all due respect to Jose, didn't have me on the edge of my seat listening. Now, Chris Powell <laughs> can do it. That's the first time I've seen Jacko do a speech in that sort of situation, mm. and he really held his own. You're just thinking like he's he's got a head on him. He's got a head screwed on this guy, hasn't he? I, I genuinely think that he's got a very good chance of being the manager of this club one day. Yeah, he has to be. He's got all the. All the characteristics, you know, one, as you say, the speech was articulate. It was, it said everything it needed to without waffling on like certain other people might have done. Um, and you, you could have heard a pin drop when he was talking because everyone, like like we've all said, like everyone said, everyone's so captivated by him. Everyone loves him so much. Mm. He just commands that respect and and respect is earned and, and he's fully earned it. And mm. yeah, for me, he's just got all those qualities in abundance and yeah, uh, hopefully he won't become a manager until uh, different ownership are here. I think I'd prefer that. But mm. um, yeah, like Terry said earlier, he's carried us through all these dark times. He's got he's got everything you need to be a, a decent manager. Right, we've run out of time. <laughs> it's blown by, hasn't <laughs> it? Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks for you uh, for all of you for tuning in to Charlton Live this season. Don't forget tomorrow night it'll be Love Sport Radio at nine o'clock with me and one of these two. Uh, which one is Nathan, Nathan tomorrow uh, on Love Sport Radio 9 o'clock you can phone into that and we can talk about Johnny Jackson once again lads you don't have to stay over do you know <laughs> oh mate I'm struggling to find somewhere now <laughs> right, <laughs> right come on right uh, Nathan thank you for coming cheers in everyone evening. Tom cheers Terry cheers it's been great to have you all here on Charlton Live this evening I'm going to leave the final word uh, to one man we've had ups and downs in the eight years but Got nothing but brilliant, brilliant memories, fond memories, and let's hope there's a little bit more to come. We got, we've got four more games, and then there could be something special at the end of it. So, with your support and with these guys, we stick together. We can get the club back to where it belongs in the championship. So, we'll see you all at Wembley. tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts.